I want to hear you loud. I want to hear that beautiful voice of yours. Your beautiful New Zealand accent. Oh, yeah. Wait, too, too, too loud. He asked if he could turn me up just so he could say too loud. It was all just so he could. No, it wasn't. It was, all, it was laddering up to that one moment. I'm literally by one, what, by this ear, right? This one? I don't know what side it's on for you. It's still clogged with uh, fluid from shooting a video that I just did last weekend. I told you I was going to do. Which song was it? I shot a video for Don't Chase the Dead with uh, Norman Reedus uh, from Walking Dead. That, that is my second favorite song on the album. Oh, thank you. Right now. What's your verse? Right now. Broken Needle. I appreciate that. What is the last sentence on the album? Are you quizzing me? I'll never ever play you again. So it's a bit of a play on words in that comparing a relationship to some, to an LP, in a sense, and putting it away after it's scratched up and not wanting to hear that memory again. So I just started thinking about, or at least a year and a half before the pandemic happened, that it was about evaluate for me evaluating my own mental health and what I wanted to say, not knowing what would come, but the idea of sometimes there's things that have happened in the past. You have to forget about the who you were. Think about who you want to be. Not to sound like a motivational speaker, but just thinking about the past. You know, were there sad points? Were there strong points? What did you feel? There was never, no one's ever had an idyllic upbringing. If you had, you probably would. We wouldn't have this conversation right now. Yeah. It would be boring. I mean, because it's almost the sense of all of the kids in school, at least from my opinion, the ones that got picked on had to try harder to be creative. So the ones that had everything handed to them didn't try harder. And they end up being the bullies. And we're in a bully culture where it's like names and and blames and we just need to move past all that at this point but a lot of that was going through my head i wrote that song and on the lp itself sorry if this is a spoiler alert a lot of people have received the lp already it just stays it gets stuck on that last song until you take the needle off so it continuously plays in perpetuity until you remove it so that leads me to the, my next question, which is how does Shooter Jennings, who is the only son of Waylon Jennings, an original, modern, out, you know, country music outlaw, and the Antichrist superstar, who for the longest time seems to have reveled in the chaos upon which you talk on this album, make an album that is the, easily the deepest, most personal, reflective album you've ever made in your entire career, and one that seems to me is searching for a pathway through to inspire rather than to light the flame to set the chaos into motion. That's what I get from it. Thank you. Sometimes the, you need the fire to burn things down metaphorically to build them back up. So there's that element. But I don't think that we really were considering that so much is that we wanted to make something that was, while we were listening to Diamond Dogs and other records that were, and Shooter was inspired by Antichrist Superstar. And I did not know that. And I was inspired by Black Ribbons, his album, not knowing each other still. When we got together, it just sort of amounted into this 
it, it can't be only the lyrics. It has to do a lot with the melodies in which he evokes and sometimes conjured me to come up with lines or melodies. And then sometimes, you know, they would feed off one another. But we didn't expect it to be quite of the moment that it is right now. But I think it's, I wanted to make a record that was always of the moment where it's, yeah. We've, have you, can you ever think of an idyllic time that's ever been really happened in life? There's never really been a true perfect era for anyone. So this is a bad time for everyone, but it's not any worse than what I grew up hearing my father talk about with the Vietnam War. And that's just my own personal experience. Everyone has had their own, their own rough and their own way of interpreting the world where it's, none of it's gonna ever be perfect. But I think if one way you could look at it, if all artists decide to stop making art, the entire world will fall apart. It remains one of the only pure filters right now, especially, and I've spoken to this, uh, to this end with a few people about the, the voice of the artist and the fact that it, if you choose to put a record out right now, and, and, and even back in the day, there may have been an influencing factor from a label saying, this is too much, we can't, there are, pay, there are people who are paying out what wages who don't want this. You've been on the receiving end of those conversations, I know you have, but you can yeah. do it yourself now. You're in a position whereby you can find the purest filter in order to express yourself. And, and more than ever before, we need that. Well, not just musical artists, when you think about it, architects, uh, painters, uh, clothing designers, what you do, everybody who does something that adds to the world is the opposite of most politics and religion, which was my initial, I guess, hard on or anger against the world because I was unsatisfied with seeing politicians who are older people that, and that's not about because they're older, it's just people that are not of the culture they're representing. There's an institutionalization that comes from that thinking over time. And I suppose two questions spring to mind. I'll start with the first one. Um, do you feel proven right then if you arrived with something to say based on those two touch points, you know, politics and religion, that's who I'm up against right now. And then take right. a look at where we are in society and what is occupying a lot of the debate and causing a lot of the disruption, do you feel to some degree like you're on the right path and you've been proven correct? Well, I feel that being sticking to art is being on the right path because all we have right now, we have art, music, movies, that's, that's, and books and paintings and whatever it is that inspires you. But without that, all we have is just propaganda and bullshit. And it doesn't really matter who's right or who's wrong. It's not even worth having a conversation about. But it's, the conversation should be about, everyone should figure out who they want to be, not who they were. And forget about your childhood scars, mentally, you know, physically, whatever they are, and rise above. Because now is the time for people to come together and not in a hippie way as much as in a united way with art because if you didn't have art you wouldn't have anything we wouldn't have this we wouldn't have this camera that's filming us we wouldn't have the couch you're sitting on 
But for the longest time, I think if you asked anybody about Marilyn Manson, even people who weren't necessarily big fans of yours but aware of your presence because yeah. you have a strong presence, then you'd ask, is Marilyn Manson the kind of person who's trying to build people up and build up a strong foundation upon which to better understand each other? Or is he trying to tear it down? You know what the answer would have been. Now, would they have been right back then or has everyone got you wrong the whole time? If they could, would have been right back then, we wouldn't be here now, probably. <laughs> Essentially, because I was saying, I could just say the same thing now. If you went back and rewind and listened to Antichrist Superstar, it, it, could, it could translate in some ways. There's things that were said in 1984 that could translate to right now because the world doesn't always change. It is a time, it's a flat circle. And things come back to themselves. But mostly, I had joy making this record, which sounds very unlike what you'd expect for me to say. But I don't know if joy is the correct word. I always thought you had joy in making your music. <laughs> I enjoy taking the piss out of people, too. You know, I enjoy fucking shit. I enjoy being against the grain. You know, and I'm not trying to be some sort of uh, hero or someone who's trying to help others. I'm just trying to relate in the same way I did from the beginning to other people like me or anyone who, anyone who's not a, like, I'm not trying to be a pop artist that writes songs to uplift people for the, their own benefit, which is usually self-serving. Not name any names or anything like that, but just throughout history, like, we are the world and things like that. Whatever, if those things accomplish something, that's not even an example. But just, I'm trying to make songs that people that I think are like me could potentially benefit from just by listening to. You talked about getting to a place where you can, you can look to your future and you can build yourself the person you want to be and not be tied to who you were and what you've done in the past. When people come to that realization, normally what follows is that there's a need to do the work, right? And established ways people do that are like therapy or um, they get clean, they go to rehab, they do whatever they need to do in order to try to clear a roadmap for them to make a future and not be stuck as a broken needle on the record. How did you yeah. get to that place where you could make this album? Because there's a lot, I'm sure, that's that's tucked away. Was this a follow-on from your last album and from the process of losing a parent and losing your father? I think mortality obviously sets in when you lose both your parents, you know, within a short period of time, which everyone has to go through. It sucks, and I'm for everyone who's going to experience that, which eventually everyone has to, unless some sort of science fiction process happens. It makes you question who your family is. It makes you make sometimes foolish decisions about trusting people because you're, uh, uh, your heart's wide open. When making this record with Shooter, because we both lost our fathers, and we bonded over that, in a sense, and... Uh, his father was a musical outlaw, as you said. My father was, you know, also in his own right, a real asshole, but outlaw, you know. <laughs> I mean, he was, yeah. he did not play by the rules, you know, but, but he raised me to be who I am. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm, you know, it just sometimes you miss your, you miss your lost ones. But 
I try to put that into the music. And I try to make this record also a story that's not just about me. It's about, I mean, ideally, if I could have made a book of it, it would just be mirrors for pages, literally, so that you could just see your own story in it. And, uh, you know, starting out with the intro, I think it, it was meant to set a tone. That was prose that I wrote on the moment. I had it in my head, but it was on the moment. I wanted it to introduce the record so that it would sort of, in any great movie or TV show or book or play or... Well, I was going to ask, if that was a scene, how would you direct it? What would that scene look like? It would look like it sounds... It would just... I don't even think it needs a visual. I, I think just listening to it... Uh, and it's surprising because a lot of people say to me when they hear it, they say there's no such thing as a king bee. <laughs> and I say, well, there is now. <laughs> because it's, you know, it's, I'm a writer, so I'm allowed to take as many liberties as I want when it comes to making up new words, new ideas. Set fire to the tree of life, though, right? Is that, is that a reflection of mortality as well? I think so, yeah. I, I buried my parents' ashes in a tree so that it would grow. It's a dogwood tree, which is, uh, I guess, mythology mythology dictates or Christian mythology that that's the it's a tree that I had growing up and it has these white flowers that have blood sort of stains almost pink in the center and my mother always told me it was in my backyard that it was meant to represent the stigmata of Christ I don't know if that's true but I just thought that that was the best tree to plant and to, that, to put my parents' remains there so that they would always be, and they'd grow into something. So it's that cycle of life. Is there a spiritual reason for that as well as returning to the earth? Is there, is there, has it awakened a different side of your spirituality going, getting to this place? Spiritual only in that I believe that there's far more evil in the world than what people consider me to be which is not a very obvious statement. Anyone could make that observation, but, you know, I've been blamed for so many wrongdoings that had nothing to do with me. But as far as sin and accountability and things like that, which I grew up in Christian schools, so the natural order would be for my brain to rebel against it. And instead, I think that I didn't embrace it. This is not a return for me. Like I didn't somehow find religion or sobriety or something like that. I found a focus. And it was a focus on realizing my importance as a human being in the world. You have an importance for you, you know, doing this that you do, and it's your passion. This is mine, and everyone has it. It doesn't have to be the same as ours, but everyone has it. Once you find that, it kind of shuts out all of the darkness around you. And how did it feel when you lost that? How did it feel when you felt like what you were doing and, and, and making records and touring, is that when you were losing yourself in coping mechanisms and such because you weren't connecting to your purpose? Yeah, I think I was a little lost as far as I didn't know who I was, so I didn't know who to believe in when it comes to believing in yourself. So I think sometimes you really have to step back and it's never easy. But when it comes to, especially now, this is different because now we're talking this way. 
as opposed to how we have talked when we met, you know, 20 years ago. You know, it's a different culture and a different scenario that we're, that we're stuck with. So we deal with it. And that's a way that real strong people deal with things. They face the problem and they either conquer it or they suffer from it. And not everybody's strong enough. So I tried to, you know, channel my own strength to make myself capable of dealing with it because it's not, it's, it's never easy to be in a position where you don't have any control. That's the worst possible thing. Like if you have an ill parent and you can't do anything about it, you feel helpless. If you're stuck in your house and your work you can't do, you're helpless. For us, fortunately, and for me, making this record, luckily, somehow it, it was finished, for the most part, far before uh, any of the pandemic hit. It was in January when we really finished it. And it was never really written about this, but it seems as if it became the moment where it was supposed to happen 